AgBioscience is supported by Indiana Farmers Insurance. This is AgBioscience. Welcome. Thanks for joining. I'm Mitch Frazier, CEO of Agronovus Indiana. And this is the podcast where we explore all things AgBioscience, the people, the products, innovations across food, animal health, plant science, and ag tech. Less than 1% of startups in the world are funded by venture capital. Yet venture remains the focus for many seeking to advance innovation. Today's guest is a veteran of the venture capital community and is here to shed more light on the role of venture and share a few tips for startups and big companies alike. Welcome Ting Goody, CEO of TechPoint. Ting, welcome back to Ag Bioscience. Thank you, Mitch. Thanks for having me here. Glad to be back. I am elated you are here, Ting. And venture has become this giant focus, a giant effort around how do we grow the economy of the future, often synonymous with high growth, high tech startups. But there's so much more to the story. I can't wait to dig into it with you. But before we do, we have to learn more about you, your journey from China to Indiana. Yeah, well, uh, it's a story I haven't really told in public many times. Well, and... welcome to Ag Bioscience. <laughs> yes, well, it's a, it's a, a. Many people have different routes to venture, and uh, many of them are coming from successful operating background. Um, I would say my route into venture is somewhat untraditional in that sense that I was not trained originally in finance or even any number related discipline. I was a liberal arts major. And uh, uh, what brought me to the U.S. was a Purdue grad school opportunity, but ends up finding myself in the finance-related uh, professional opportunity world and wanted to stay on. And uh, and a financial crisis back in 20-plus hmm, years ago, as part of I was exploring the career growth in finance, led to many interesting opportunities, including, sure. again, non-traditional route I'd never thought about in terms of working in the more uh, government-sponsored set setting, uh, while the rest of financial world was uh, going through some turbulence uh, back, in, back, back in the day, in which one thing led to another. And um, the rest of history, the last 13, 14 plus years, has been really have a pleasure of leading some of the venture development activities, primarily in the capital role uh, right. uh, for the state of Indiana. I'm super grateful. So that has been, uh, again, non Non-operating background, but non-finance background, but somehow end up here today and uh, really enjoy all the work we'll be doing. And I think was a current tech point opportunity, which is going even beyond just capital, thinking about a more capital, uh, thinking about more startup building activity, venture support activity sure. from a talent customer and, and corporate engagement standpoint has been super exciting. Well, Ting, you have become a friend, uh, a known ally, a confidant of many in the tech economy. True story. I, at one point in my prior life, pitched Ting for an investment. We won't go into how that went. Uh, you can probably imagine. Uh, but I still like you, Ting, and we still have <laughs> conversations. And we're part of the same organization now, yeah. Central Indiana Corporate Partnership, TechPoint being a sister organization to Agronovus really evolved over the past decade. Now a, a real focus on talent, on growing the economy. Give us a sense for those that aren't familiar with TechPoint, share more about what TechPoint does and maybe a quick flyover of the state's tech economy. Yeah, absolutely. So TechPoint actually was originally founded over 20 years ago, uh, almost 20 years ago now, wow. as, a, as a result of a combination of two technology association in the state of Indiana. That was even probably predated your engagement in the tech sector. It did. 
So when the tech point came about, uh, the the first iteration of the roots was really more around the membership engagement and the startup support, and even some of the angel investing activities. Mitch, you might remember when you were leading a lot of the tech activities at Exact Target back then. The capital sources was you know you can probably count it was one right, hand. Right. Fast forward today, yeah. we have a we have a different uh, different kind of growth. We'll talk about later. And then uh, the most recent iteration, really since the financial crisis, as the capital markets start to go up, uh, we kind of focused our mission around capital connectivity on the startup support side, recognizing there's been sur- surge in terms of a capital availability, thanks to a lot of good work. Right. The state has sponsored uh, intentionally in private sector leading in, in many sense. So TechPoint has in- made intentional choices. Capital be- start become more fungible. Let's look at some other issues, bigger issues that are still... Uh, you know, as uh, uh, surrounding the tech sector and talent becomes prominent. So I will give full credit to the prior leadership team and many of those who've been really built out the leadership talent, uh, uh, the talent program here at TechPoint through with internships. Now it's uh, work-based learning. Now we have a very holistic strategy to try to fill out the tech talent top side of the pipeline. Again, the intent is never to compete with the private sector organizations or employer-driven needs per se, but we want to fill the gap on the talent side that the folks have identified and continue to identify on a moving forward basis. And with me coming in, uh, while the tech talent uh, opportunities are doing really well, we are seeing some of the, some of the numbers change in terms of increase in, in terms of a tech talent supply that there were. Not to claim quite it, but we feel like we play the role in For terms sure. of like, orchestrating that activities. And uh, uh, the immediate opportunities were expansion into the innovation side. As you pointed out, tech continued to dominate, as you would expect, in the right. last 10 plus years in terms of venture activity here. Now it's even more exciting uh, because it's no longer we have data to show through many different uh, quarterly VC reports we've been publishing. It's no longer just vertical SaaS, actually become more data analytics and more cutting edge AI adoption piece. But also you start to see you know, specific vertical opportunities start to get density. That's what we want. AgTech is one of those that, that we're seeing really interesting in terms of a deal flow and deal count that's coming out. Yeah, it's it fascinating. When you look at this verticalization of venture mm-hmm. and the strength that Indiana is positioning, last year, 2022, the Indianapolis Business Journal reported that three of the top five venture capital deals in Indiana or ag tech. We're ag tech companies, yes. which is just, I have goosebumps, as I said. I mean, yeah. it's, it's exciting. And one of the, the companies in ag tech, we just saw some big news here in Indiana within the last couple of weeks. John Deere, big jolly green giant, green and yellow tractors. We all know them and love them. Bought Indianapolis-based sprayer company, precision sprayer company called Smart Apply. Believe in Elevate Ventures portfolio company, if I remember correct. And Alice Ventures. And Alice Ventures. Yeah. Lots of really interesting uh, folks involved in that, driving deeper into ag tech. When you look at this broader verticalization, I mean, clearly we care about ag bioscience. But when you look at this broader verticalization of venture, what, what's driving this? And are, are we in an era where uh, more venture continues to fund this verticalization? Or are we more in a world where big co's play more of a strategic like we saw in, uh, in Smart Apply? Yeah, uh, a great question. So, uh, Mitch, I'll invite you to comment on this here because y- <laughs> you are uh, obviously some of the MarTech stuff are more, to me, is more platform or horizontal tech enablement opportunities. And you've gone through the ranks through that. But you have specifically been advocating at tech, even the smart supply, giving you John Deere, mm-hmm. our relationships. Sure. 
So I'm sure you have additional insights, but the from a macro perspective, you think about the technology adoption landscape here, the data, we can all at the individual consumer and user level have seen that quick evolution for the last 10 plus years. But you think about even the business application pieces, 87, according to a recent report by World Economic Forum, 87% of the companies expect te- technology inter- disruption. Only half of them saying they're prepared. So there right. is a rapid acceleration of technology adoption in the last 10 plus years. As a result of that, we're seeing a lot of big codes or big platforms intentionally being that platform opportunity. That's their competitive mode, right? Right. And as these vertical opportunities start to plug in, you really don't have a choice, but you have to leverage and get from a product feature and go to market customer engagement standpoint, because customer engage are are wanting that. I mean, speak to the farmers and in the, the the dealers you're working when they work with John Deere equipment, they don't they don't necessarily want specific other things right. that tend different the so with the platform consolidation and ecosystem building around different plug-in opportunities from apps and product services. We have been seeing that in the consolidation for the last 10 plus years. And on a micro level, a lot of these entrepreneurs now really being smart about recognizing that first and foremost. Two, having that as a very explicit exit route in mind. Right. Three, figure out how to engage strategics in a very thoughtful and strategic manner. No, no, no irony or joking aside. That's that's in this particular case, I can think of, I mean, two specific ACTEC opportunities that I mean, acquisitions in the last eh, five or six years that exactly play the same playbook. Get engaged with strategic early on, use leverage them as customer distribution opportunities. That's right. And if you play your cards right, you, you will get the momentum that you wanted to from an exit perspective. Absolutely. And if you look at, at Smart Apply is a great example, solved a problem, right? Yep. So, solved a challenge. And it, kudos to Steve and to Jerry and the entire team at Smart Apply for pursuing the opportunity. But also, let's be really clear, went to the customer and said, what problem do you need us to solve? And they created a solution, a precision sprayer company that reduce the amount of chemical they had to use. I mean, it's, it is brilliant. We're going to dig more into the landscape of venture capital, what it means, and maybe a few tips for you if you're an entrepreneur or a big company. We'll be back right after this. Ag Bioscience is supported by Indiana Farmers Insurance. Whether your farm is your business, your hobby, or your passion, you and your farm are one of a kind. Each is unique and requires just the right insurance coverage options. Indiana Farmers Insurance has been protecting farmers for more than 145 years, and together with your local independent insurance agent, today we deliver insurance solutions for your farm, business, home, and vehicles. Insurance can be complicated, so it's important to have a trusted expert who will guide you through your insurance experience. We partner with only the best agents, and like us, most of our agencies have been serving customers for generations. Beyond the basics, we have many other coverages available to match your needs. Our agency partners are experts and can tailor just the right coverages for your farm, business, home, or auto. Come visit us at indianafarmers.com and discover why Indiana Farmers Insurance is the right choice for you. We're proud supporters of Ag Bioscience, and we're here to help you protect what matters most. Welcome back to Ag Bioscience. Ting Goody, the CEO of TechPoint, joins us. Ting, we've been talking a lot about venture capital, the verticalization of venture. 
But you've been in this venture world here in the Midwest for quite some time. You even served as the past president of the Venture Club of Indiana. Give us a sense for how is the venture community evolving, maybe beyond verticalization, but how is the venture community evolving here in central Indiana, in Indiana, in the Midwest at large? And do you see ag bioscience being more of a, a focus for investors? Yeah, absolutely. Let me try to answer that question first. I think that yeah. kind of gets into the, uh, you know, there's the, I remember when I first got into venture, this right in the, in the, in the midst of a financial crisis, obviously access to capital was the biggest problem sure. that we all collective to solve back then. So fast forward today, almost 15 years later now, the national, I think about it, I used to like to use the analogy 10 times growth. I mean, that's that's in terms of a amount of capital available nationally and globally, that's definitely the case. Wow. Even in the sense, if you look at all the deal value that Indiana has generated across the board, not just in tech, that's largely true. And and that 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 trend the trend is is persisting. Well, while the, the capital available invested is ten, almost ten times the growth, the deal count, if you look at nationally in terms of number of deals is funded. It's only about two times growth. What does that mean? That means every company is now potentially, if you get funded, have a lot more capital to work with than you ever get you, that compared to 10 to 15 years ago. So what Indiana, uh, it's in the way the venture community is really participating in that growth in terms of both deal count and deal value that we're seeing. And that's a lot, uh, not just, not just, for us, addressing the ca access to capital issue, but more importantly, I think the the, the talent base, particularly the result of the big tech exits, both on the actually both on the tech side, but also on the life science mm -hmm. side, really, really get the capital interest, uh, the investor interest in, in investing those deals. But more importantly, the some of the fund formation activities is supported by the funds of fund strategies that the state sponsored, I, in, my, in my mind, really played an important role in terms of that capital formation. The local fund, just to give you a sense, Mitch, you remember, you know, literally in the midst of a financial crisis, number of funds locally, most of them invest in tech. That's a sure. good thing. Yeah. And But the ones that are investing, active investing, ability to write bigger checks, remember, because companies now competing for bigger checks now, not no longer just a bootstrap, organic growth, probably a handful. Fast forward today, there's at least 20 plus different flavors of different funds. And the roles the local funds play are not only uh, be that first check-in or or uh, enable the startups here to be really venture ready, but they play an important conduit role to other bigger funds. Yes. That's coming out of state. So this between the valley, between the coast investment thesis is real and the amount of interest coming out of state investors are real, but they're not having enough deal flow here locally to actually play the flag yet. That's why the connectivity to the local fund partners becomes really important. And as our local funds gets bigger, they can write bigger checks. And we got more deals as more later stage consume bigger checks. That's where the bigger funds are likely to, to stay. And I don't, I don't know we're seeing in even the ag tech space, Actually, that that was part of the reason AgTech was really the last uh, one of the top three verticals last year is because we got companies, still a handful of companies That's that were right. able to raise big rounds that contributed to that number. And a lot of it is, I think, back to the voice of the customer, Mitch, mm -hmm. and you've been 
very vocal, and I think that's a great thing. I mean, a lot of the founders and investors are focused on the capital thing. But now, now it's a talent issue. Now we gotta get our really help driving some momentum for these startups from a, from a customer perspective. For sure, and I think that's what makes it different about raising capital and creating a company here in the Midwest is the connectivity, the role mm-hmm. that you play at TechPoint, the role that we play here at Agrinovis is how do you connect industry with innovation, with innovators, with entrepreneurs, and how do you be the conduit between the two? I want to dig into that, Ting, because Chief Investment Officer of Elevate, your, your past chapter in your career, you listen to hundreds, if not thousands, probably thousands, thousands, thousands yeah. of pitches. There are a lot of entrepreneurs listening, a lot of folks who are working on maybe getting that first seed deck ready to go pitch investors. Two or three quick tips that you would share with entrepreneurs getting ready to go make their first pitch for investment. Yeah, it's it's really less transactional, more long-term partnership driven. I think that's a mindset that that's a mindset uh, most entrepreneurs probably know, but they don't actually carry out in reality. Mm. So when we we we've been doing Venture Connect one-on-one meetings for quite a few years now, and uh, oftentimes we still hear entrepreneurs that we want to raise around in three months. Well, you need to start a conversation <laughs> a little bit sooner right. than having a. Uh, because this is literally uh, picking a long-term partner. Once they're in your business, they're in your business with you for the right. long haul. So venture building, it, it's a long-term partnership game. I will absolutely encourage everybody to take the mindset. Pick your partner, financial partner, capital partner, just like you would pick your strategic partner or the key customer relationships. And the, and the second piece is probably the most, a lot of these pitch doesn't have that aha moment. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a so what moment, right? That's both on the customer side as well as market opportunity. You know, I, we we had a, we went through some earlier pitches. Oftentimes it's actually entrepreneurs, because they know the business so well, they will right. lead the horse to the well, but not many of them actually make the horse drink. So this is what the so what, for instance, if the pitch is, here's exciting opportunity because we're going to tackle international. So what? Why is that attractive? Really hone in and put the put the hammer on the nail. That's the aha moment that investor wanted to hear, and even the most. That's even on the competitive differentiation, the value back to what is the value to the customer. Right. Tends to be oh, we got more features, we are cheaper. Right. And so what? Right. Yep. What is the business impact? Is it ten times more effective? So that will induce folks to do the switching. That's the. That's just where getting the horse to the well. Almost there, but put the nail. <laughs> so folks walk away, oh, oh I yeah, got it. It's a big deal. Yeah. This is compelling. Yeah. That's good. Okay, Ting, last question for you. Uh, we often talk about investors. We talk about entrepreneurs. But as we think about this venture capital world and fueling innovation in ag bioscience and across the broader economy, we don't often talk about big companies. Mm-hmm. And the connection between big co's and small co's, those young entrepreneurial companies, really, really important. We just saw it with Smart Apply and John Deere. What advice can you share with big company leaders listening? What advice would you share with them about working with small companies, about taking risk on some of those entrepreneurial ventures? Yeah, um, just a level set, amount of corporate engagement into the venture world has gone up dramatically in the last 10 plus years. From a deal flow perspective, right now in the VC nationally, I, I, we don't yet have the Indiana numbers sure. yet. That will probably be interesting to try, start tracking uh, as part of an annual tracking effort here. 
but from a nationally, almost 20, almost a quarter of the deals, VC deals is done nationally have corporate investor participation. Wow. That's from a number of deals perspective. Think about the amount invested. You want to make a guess how much the corporate VCs are invested in venture. I don't know, 30, 40%? It's higher than that. It's almost half. Wow. That's in part driven some of the more capital sure. availability yeah. in the marketplace. That's in, on top of all the growth stage investors, some of the traditional private equity investors, even some of the hedge funds coming into, into the venture world, which is generally a good thing. But then you think about, so so the amount of that corporate balance sheet, whether it's independent funds or balance sheet investment, is probably the one of the most risk-seeking opportunities in terms of in terms of engaging with startup. I mean, you can, the entire landscape, all the way to separate manage, actually writing a check, all the way to, hey, Mitch, you know, I'm, I'm interested in learning about a more startup environment, how do you get me plugged in? So there's right. a wide spectrum in the way you're engaged. I would just encourage all the corporate investors. Not everybody needs to jump in with check writing right away. That needs to be, again, that's a long-term long game. But there's other engagement opportunities, particularly on the voice of customer, first customer. That's what really gets a startup momentum. And um, besides just the general coaching and connectivity piece, I would just, I think this, we have tremendous opportunity, particularly around the community organizations, how we set up and different networks that's operating here between the big coast and small co. I feel like very strongly you have a very great opportunity ahead of us, really trying to activate the big co and the mid co and small co uh, activity without everybody all taking the risk around the CBC just yet. Yeah, no, we are blessed in uh, central Indiana and the Midwest at large to have a, a real strength in not necessarily just corporate venture capital, but just corporates who care. Yeah, it, it cares. And this uh, the, the collective opportunities that we can do a present a little more, sca more scalable platform so That's that right. everybody can engage, kind of pick your own journey yeah. in a way. But it's still, it's not even get back anymore. It's really pay it forward in That's the right. sense. And then create a win-win situation. It is good. Well, let's keep doing it. She's Ting Goody. She's CEO of TechPoint Ting. Thanks so much for spending time with us on Ag Bioscience. Thank you. And thank you for tuning in to Ag Bioscience. You can get the latest Ag Bioscience news and insights from discussions just like this by listening and subscribing wherever you get your podcast. And while there, you can access our entire library and give us a review. Don't forget, you can always learn more online at agronovasindiana.com. On behalf of the entire Agronovas team, I'm Mitch Frazier saying thanks for listening. We look forward to seeing you real soon. This podcast is a product of Agronovas Indiana in collaboration with Inside Indiana Business. Hosted by Mitch Frazier. Produced by Kayla Chittister and Fabian Rodriguez. Photography by Kaylee Kerr. To get all ag bioscience news all the time, visit agronovasindiana.com.